0: Guthrie provides integrated, clinically advanced services that prevent, diagnose, and treat disease within an environment of compassion, learning, and discovery. And in this spirit, we proudly present Guthrie Radio. Here's Bill Klaproth. You may live your whole life and not think about the importance of healthy heart valves, but what happens when one of your heart valves isn't working properly? Here to talk with us is Dr. Daniel Sporn, Chief of Cardiology at Guthrie. And just a quick side note, Guthrie Robert Packer Hospital was named a Truven Health Top 50 Hospital for Cardiovascular Care in 2014, the ninth time the heart care team received that award. Dr. Sporn, quite an accomplishment. Congratulations, and thank you so much for being on with us today. So I just want to jump right in. Can you tell us, what is heart valve disease?
1: Uh, yeah. People have four different valves in their heart, and the valves are very important in moving blood from one chamber to another. Uh Heart valve disease can develop for a number of reasons. Sometimes someone may have a heart attack and develop an abnormal heart valve. They can get an infection of a valve called endocarditis. That can lead to valve uh, leakage or what we call medically regurgitation. Um, Sometimes just wear and tear over the years causes uh, a heart valve to become narrowed and uh, treatment needs to be performed to correct that.
0: And it can be congenital, right? You can be born with this too?
1: Yes, yes. There are some cases of congenital uh, valve disease, uh, much much less common, but also something that requires attention uh, many times even uh, as a small child.
0: Are there lifestyle things that contribute to heart valve disease?
1: Many of the same things that cause coronary disease, uh, which is uh, very prevalent can cause heart valve problems. Um, uh, diseases such as high blood pressure, hypertension uh, can lead to this sort of thing, even uh, smoking and uh, elevated cholesterol. So uh, the bottom line is uh, prevention as far as those things are concerned. Um, walking, living a healthy lifestyle can help to prevent heart valve problems.
0: And you mentioned that there are two basic forms of heart valve disease. There's the leaky valve and then the narrowed valve. Is there one that's more common than the other?
1: Both are are fairly common. The the two most common valve problems we see are a narrowed aortic valve called aortic stenosis. Uh, And this is a a problem that typically uh, people have as they get into their later years, their 70s, their 80s, their 90s. Which is mostly, uh, from wear and tear over the years. And then there's the, the leaky or regurgitant valve. Uh, this typically involves mostly the mitral valve. Um, and that again can be related to wear and tear. It can be related to a heart attack. Uh, the other common cause would be congestive heart failure, uh, which people can have from many different causes that leads to an enlarged heart and, and subsequently a leaky mitral valve.
0: Is there one that's more problematic than the other? Is there one that's you know, worse?
1: Neither one uh, is a great thing to have. The aortic uh, narrowing uh, I would say is probably the worst uh, of the two. Um, all the blood that leaves the heart goes through the aortic valve and if you get a narrowed valve unfortunately without fixing it it just continues to get tighter and the blood can't get out to the head and the rest of the body and and ultimately one will succumb to this if a repair is not done.
0: So if this happens slowly over time yeah. are there symptoms that start to pop up and if so what are those?
1: Yeah the most common symptoms uh, with both of these uh, illnesses uh, would be shortness of breath In some cases, chest pain, especially with the aortic stenosis, the aortic valve narrowing. Another common symptom would be fatigue that that would be prevalent with both of these problems or any type of valve problem. Those would be the main thing. Some of the, the signs, sometimes people may develop swelling in their feet. Uh, sometimes that swelling could occur in another part of the body, the hands, the abdomen. They may just notice weight gain uh, for an unexplained reason.
0: How do you diagnose this?
1: Well, there are several ways. Uh, the history taking that physicians take is still the most important thing that we do. Uh, that gives us 90% of uh, diagnosis uh or i should say it gives you the diagnosis 90% of the time the uh physical examination adds to that and then the the common uh cardiac tests we do the most common to help secure the diagnosis is called an echocardiogram that's a an ultrasound test of the heart does not involve needles uh we put a probe over the chest, and we can see the four chambers of the heart. Uh, We can see uh, the four valves. We can even measure pressures inside the heart, and uh, see how things are functioning.
0: And what are the treatment options, then? Is it the same for the leaky valve or the narrowed valve, or is it different for each?
1: Well, it is, uh, different. With that narrowed valve, there isn't a whole lot one can do in terms of medication. Uh, initially the problem someone will have is they'll accumulate fluid, uh, and one can give a diuretic, uh, so-called water pill that, that takes some of the fluid out of the body. But ultimately that valve gets so tight that that will not continue to take care of the problem. So that valve has to be Uh, replaced. And there are a couple of ways of of doing that these days. With the leaky valve, uh, one has some increased medical or or medication options. Ultimately, if that leak is severe, one needs to consider surgery for that. And again, there are different types of surgeries that are performed uh, for the mitral valve uh, regurgitation.
0: So tell me about heart valve replacement then. What does that consist of?
1: with the aortic stenosis um the traditional operation has been an open aortic valve replacement by a cardiothoracic surgeon a procedure where where someone comes in and uh is in the hospital for about a week uh and then goes home recoups from that and basically lives a, a normal life the the latest and greatest uh, procedure which is appropriate for some patients that need aortic valve replacement is called uh, TAVR, which is a transcatheter aortic valve replacement, where we can actually replace that valve without opening the chest, typically doing it in a similar way to how we do a heart catheterization, going up from the femoral artery and uh, putting a new valve inside of the old valve, and it works uh, very, very nicely.
0: What's the percentage of TAVR versus traditional now?
1: It continues to increase. It's it's a newer procedure, and so um, right now it's indicated for the highest risk patients, the ones that typically are just so high risk that they cannot undergo an open procedure, or those that are, are so high risk that we deem them a better candidate for the TAVR rather than the surgical uh, aortic valve replacement, which we call SAVR, S-A-V-R. And I would say uh, it's very much continuing to increase the number of TAVRs we're doing. It's probably right now in the range of 5 to 10% of the total that are done uh, in this newer uh, TAVR way.
0: And what's the recovery time of traditional versus TAVR?
1: Yeah, the traditional surgery, uh, generally you're in the hospital about five to seven days after the operation and you go home. And over the next few weeks, you continue to recuperate. So most people, by by a month out from the surgical operation and certainly two months out, you're back to driving, you're back to work, uh, you're, you're doing everything uh, that you want to do really without restriction. With the less invasive approach, uh most of the time the goal is to get people out within several days of the procedure. Places are now even starting sometimes to get a patient out the, the very next day, and those patients typically are are back to full activity a week later.
0: When someone thinks heart surgery, you think, oh my God, scary. Is this become more of a routine thing? Do people not have to worry as much about this type of heart surgery?
1: Yes, I mean, it really is. The the people involved in doing that uh, at Guthrie you know, are, are very experienced at this. We've uh, developed uh, processes and, and teams that allow for efficient and effective care and the outcomes are are excellent. So I I think as much as it sounds daunting to people, uh, if you need this done, uh, you know, the success rates are very, very good. Um, And again, you should be able to go on and, and live a normal life once you've recuperated.
0: Great information, Dr. Sporn. Thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. For more information, visit Guthrie.org. That's Guthrie.org. I'm Bill Klaproth, and this is Guthrie Radio. Thanks for listening.